Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is Patricia Van Taylor Allison, known as the Deadly Magnolia. She was a Southern Belle, or actually is a Southern Belle. She's still alive, Brandy. And um, she had somewhat of a checkered past, and we're going to talk about her past. She was, I want to say at the very beginning, she was never convicted of murder, but she was convicted of some crimes, and there's um, suspicion that she was involved in some murders, but um, she was never convicted. So I want to say that we right are, up our front. We are not. We are not right up uh, our front. Yeah, right up our front, so that we don't get sued. But <laughs> what are they going to take? What the fuck they gonna, <laughs> take our Patreon money, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, let me uh, start by saying we are a true crime comedy podcast, and. We cover the dark side of history, and we use adult language. So if adult language offends you, grow the fuck up. Then um, please yeah. check out one of the other fun podcasts out there, such as They Walk Among Us and a new favorite. I, I, we got a new one on here, Timmy. Okay. And and it's one close to my heart here. It's Southern Fried Crime. Tell me about it, Kurt. It's our friend Erica Kelly. Yes, very attractive young lady. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for Christ's sake. Damn. Can't you let the podcast stand on its own? It doesn't matter if she is attractive, but it doesn't matter because you... Okay, you, if you don't think she's attractive, that's okay. I'm just no, saying... No, I think she's attractive, but I'm just saying the podcast itself can stand on its own. Yes, it's, it's a very a good podcast. It's Southern Fried Crime with Eric. It, it's a uh, it's about contemporary mm-hmm. and historical crimes throughout the South. It, uh, it's, it oh, you're exposes, a man. You're a son of the South. I am, and it exposes the dark underbelly of Son the of South, a bitch, Timmy. there's a difference. Um, there's, it, exposes it exposes the, the dark, dark underbelly. underbelly of the South, Timmy. Think about that, much like, Much like in a garden of good and evil, Timmy. I really? love that movie. But it had well, Kevin it was, Spacey. It was actually a book, but... I know, I but it was a movie, to too. A book had yeah. Kevin Spacey in it. <laughs> it might have. I've I've read the book. I've seen the movie. Thank you, Charles. Okay. Let me introduce our panel. Uh, I would, I'm proud to in- introduce a lady, a very uh, lovely lady, a person <laughs> with a heart of gold. <laughs> She's known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm doing all right, Timmy. How are you? Well, I am well. 
Excellent. I want to uh, wish my mom a speedy recovery. Of course, she had a spill and fell. She always seems to fall at your house. She does. And I have questions about that. She fell and went boom, but uh, she's recovering, and she insisted that I come to work today. And carry on. And podcast, basically. Carry on. Well, you know, she really always just mysteriously falls at your house. Well, there's been a lot of and, you know, Timmy has not been convicted of anything. So we don't want him suing us and taking our Patreon money. I just want to say, wait a minute. I'm not saying that he's tripping or causing it. I'm just saying it always happens at his house. She takes a nip every once in a while. I don't care. She still does it at your house. <laughs> no, my mom. She's not doing it at my, Mike's house. My mom has never drank. I'm she's not kidding. following. She's not yeah. falling at Mike's house. No. Dorothy is a teetotaler. No, not Dorothy. Uh, Dorothy. What did I say? Dorothy. Yeah, it's Dottie. Dottie. It's Dottie. Yeah. It's because we were having that conversation. Yeah, in there, yeah. It's in not head. Dorothy though. It's strictly Dottie. Strictly Dottie. Okay. So, um, okay. So I'm glad to be back, and I'm sorry that uh, this podcast was delayed, but we had some things going on. A lot of things. But let me introduce. Yeah, we're hoping to get back on it. Kind of oh, so Brandy up. time was taken up talking about Dottie. <laughs> you get enough time. Yeah. Nah. Settle down. And, and really, no. Settle I mean, down. really, this, this people Simmer. really care. <laughs> really. <laughs> I had an appreciation thread. You two can fuck off. Yeah, you did get an appreciation mm-hmm. thread. That, that should be enough for you for a while. Yeah. That's enough attention Settle for down, you. girl. Simmer. I am also proud to introduce... A man, Why? the most dangerous man in podcasting today, nope. a man who is known as a the moral compass of our podcast. He is not. A man who has been described as an oasis in the desert, desert of despair. Not by no one. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Well, I'm not good you at know, all. Oh, good. A, well, let's spend some time on Chuck. Well, we have to because, as you know, he he, he was suspended from the podcast. Well, I've been ill, too. I, apparently, I've got some kind of laryngitical He's thing. He's got the... I do not support I any got the of laryngitis. this. Oral cancer. Mm, I do not have oral cancer. My doctor checked for that. It's just <laughs> laryngitis of some sort. Right. Uh, the colonel going to be back on. So, back so you're going to sound funny during this podcast. I might sound a little peculiar. Yeah. Yeah, that... That would be something new. <laughs> well, right. But, um, it, yeah, it was, but it's been brought to my attention through uh, numerous PMs to Again, me. I support none of this. Um, okay. That I may have, and, and, and I, that yeah, I may Brandy have Brandy and I would both like to distance ourselves from the statement you're about to make. Don't, don't Brandy and I. I don't want to be near <laughs> okay, you right now. This I'm is going, only, I'm only going to be able to be sincere if you two could just be quiet. And don't make me put you on my next apology I'm list a, I'm by in stabbing the next in the damn room. room. I, Continue, Colonel. I, I'm trying to continue. You, you, you notice how There's, whenever we get to Colonel time, she always interrupts. <laughs> she has to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what? It's it's like the it's like the child who's jealous of the other child yeah. who yeah. always says. Now Brandy time goes on Ma, and on. You know what? And yeah. On. You know what she is? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I saw that on a bumper sticker this weekend. <laughs> so you're telling me I'm Jan Brady? So it's it's been brought to my attention. Speaking of which, David Cassidy is. Oh yeah, Charles Manson died. Yeah, he char- they Char- both died. Charles Manson. David died. Cassidy died. He died. Uh, he's. I think he's near. Death. No, he's dead. Oh, is he? He's dead? absolutely dead. He's oh. not near dead. He's. Well, I mean, yesterday dead. he was near dead. Yeah, that was a long time ago, Timmy. Well, you know, it's a long time. One day can a lot can happen when you got a terrible <laughs> yes. illness. And uh, but anyway, uh, as as so my please no partridge family jokes, Brandy. As my 
As my okay, because I make those all the time. As my PM box has exploded with people that I've apparently offended. Um, well, let's set the stage. Our last podcast with you on it. The last one we did, by the way, with Brandy and I was stellar. It probably will win an award. But the last podcast we did with the Colonel, you made some. Uh, you you we were talking about serial killers, and you said that. Serial killers should target their uh, victims to to um, include members of society that you don't care much for. Well, and it also goes back to other episodes where I've said some offensive what, things. I don't. I didn't believe they were offensive <clears throat> when they were brought to my attention. Yes, I thought okay, maybe I could see what that you know if you're one of those people, um, Charles. Not to prove you wrong, although I will. Uh, David Cassidy is not at this time dead. I told you. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. He's, but that's, he's, he'll be dead with him. But I'm, I really appreciate that. They're the making arrangements for him right now. Uh huh. You know, it's never good when they say he's surrounded by fran- family mm-hmm. and friends. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let me add David Cassidy to my list. <laughs> <Do you have laughs> I apologize. Okay. So I'm uh, putting in, at the end of the list in case something would occur between now. In an effort to. Uh, <clears throat> To, to repair. You could apologize for me for being correct. I apologize to you. In an effort to build bridges yes. to those I have offended, Timmy. All right. Um, I, I've got all some, about building bridges. Not I, I, I've got some people that I would like to say I'm sorry to. that I, I'm, If I have offended you, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. And, and let me start here, Timmy. I would like to apologize to the Irish. Um, there's nothing wrong with taking an occasional drink and, you know, having it occasionally you every single day. you them again. No, I'm just saying there ain't nothing Should wrong with having an occasional on drink. A potato phantom? Um, I would like to apologize to people with therapy dogs because okay. I've made some disparaging statements about them. And if you want to pay $75 an hour to talk to a goddamn dog and tell them your problems and think they're going to get solved, that's your business. It ain't my business. I don't think that's what a therapy dog is, Carl. What the fuck? Did they say therapy dogs. We are never getting to this story. This story could have been so If you would stop interrupting me, I could, I could get I to the story. You stopped talking for two He's seconds. He's on his um, apology tour. Let, let him continue. Um, I would like to apologize to midgets. Um, <laughs> I did not know that midget tossing was not a thing anymore. Well, first of all, the word midget is offensive. <laughs> well, I, and I know, and I, it's not midget tossing, Timmy. It is little people shop put now. <laughs> I see. Okay. Okay. And you know, I never even thought about it, but think about these poor little bastards in a crowded elevator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It can't be fun being a a, a a little person, Timmy. Well, especially when you have to jump up to hit the number on your floor. <laughs> I know. If you're in like yeah, fifteen, yeah, and you got to get somebody like, can you hit fifteen for me? And they say no. Okay. You know that's funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, those poor little bastards. I just feel sorry for them, and I should not have said anything negative. Um, sheep. I'd like to apologize to sheep. We have a um, lot of sheep listeners, Brandy. Well, you know, we had the guy stab the sheep and ejaculate spontaneously. And you know what? Sheep never have it coming in. It doesn't matter how how they dress, Timmy. Uh-huh. There's no reason to to bang sheep, Timmy. <laughs> no reason. I so, see he's going to be doing more apologies next time. Let Go me, uh, oh, Catholics. Oh I'm sorry God. what I said about Catholics. 
Oh I God. apologize to that because 3,000 priests should not ruin a whole religion. Okay? Oh, my God. Um, let me see here. Gingers, I deeply apologize. It is not your fault that God did not give you a soul. So I'm sorry. Um, blind people, um, I'm sorry about that. I just, for the life of me, I'm a, I apologize for any remarks I made about blind people. But somebody explained to me why in the fuck you will go to the Grand Canyon. Tell me that. Why do blind people go to the you Grand Canyon, to be, Timmy? They have to be careful when they're hiking. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they do. Now, amputees. Okay. I apologize to amputees. I actually thought that joke would work, but there was just something missing, Timmy. I don't know what it was. Oh I thought that God. was a funny joke, but people with IBS, I, I made fun of you in the past. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it is fun <laughs> to watch them take them fast, short little steps to them when you're at the food court and them all. Randy, you know who got the IBS by the people just going, ee, 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 ee. Randy, you know. what do you think about IBS? Dude, you'd leave me the fuck out of this. <laughs> okay. Right. some. I'm pretty sure this will be our last show ever, so you might want to get involved. Uh, bronies. Bronies, it is not for me to judge what your freaky asses want to do. And bronies, for those who don't know, are people who like My Little Ponies. Grown men who like My Little Ponies. Okay. Bunch of freaks. Now, <laughs> um, there goes that demographic. Harambe, I would like to apologize for any remarks I had about Harambe. But you know what? When you are carrying a three-year-old boy around, somebody tells you to put him down, you got to comply, Timmy. How long has that been? And people are still talking about that gorilla. Yeah. How long has that been? When it's, was that, Brandy? It's been about two years. Two years. We but, haven't even talked about him here in Cincinnati, but everyone everyone still talks about him on the internet. But just, you know, if for for whatever. I should not have said, had Harambe complied, yeah. it would not have, you know, that was But don't you think they could have just uh, tased him instead of shooting him? I think they should have shot the kid right out of his hand. I would have done it. That's what I could have done. Oh, um, God. People who absorb their twin and now have teeth in their vagina. <laughs> I apologize I to you. I didn't know you offended them. <laughs> well, the, remember we were talking about the vaginist denturus? Uh-huh. Um, and that's how you get it is you absorb your twin and then their teeth ends up in your vagina and then you become one well, of those Well, it's that women. twin. It's got the beef. Huh? It's the twin that was absorbed. <laughs> well, it's got the yeah. beef. Well, and the guy who doesn't know that you got how would teeth you like, in your Brandy, vagina. How would you like to be absorbed and end up in a vagina? Yeah. Again, I am not participating in this conversation at all. The, cur uh, the curtain's down in case you didn't know. I would like to apologize to Winston Churchill. Um, all right. He knows. He knows why. It, it was just something inappropriate I said about his wife, <laughs> um, with Clementine. I think you're safe. I think he's been dead like 50 years. Yeah. Um. Okay, and, and, and this one just didn't work, but I would like to apologize to Anne Frank. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I mean. Oh, no. And, and things have changed today, right, Timmy? Things have changed. I hope. No, our culture is more accepting. But think about how hard it was for Anne Frank. Think about, you know, people come out of the closet nowadays and they're accepted by everybody else. But. But the shit got real when Anne Frank came out of the she closet, to me. Okay. Can so, we move forward now? Um, Can we do this goddamn story? I got just two more. No, you don't. I would like to apologize to magicians. Um, because if it weren't for magicians, we would never have slutty assistants. Um, well, and we I would, saw them in half. 
Yeah, and, I, and regular listeners, you might want to... That should wanna, be a crime, Brandy. You have to admit that should be a crime. It should be a crime. I saw people in half. Um, I would like to apologize. And, and listeners, you might want to turn your volume down because this is for a special segment of our um, our listeners. I would like to I would like to apologize oh to deaf people. I am sorry what I said about you. We hopefully will have closed captioning on this podcast to make it more accessible to you. But I I don't know. We're going to figure it out then. But for all of our deaf friends, we are very sorry. Okay. Okay, and to the people of Alabama. Because you can't be all as stupid as the rest of the country is saying you are. Oh, and we got a new listener from Alabama. Yeah, and I apologize to them. No, she she just posted today, and you're insulting her her state. And to David Cassidy. Well, you deserve, yeah, you should should apologize to David Cassidy, who's still alive. And I think uh, our listener from Alabama, and I probably even get this wrong, I think it's Anna. Anna from Alabama. I think I, so. I believe there's a limerick about that. No, there's no. There yeah, Anna, Anna from Alabama. So we're sorry, Anna. We apologize. Okay. Is that it? Is that Anna? Uh, she's uh, she posted something today. Yes, that's her. She's quite a Anna Rachel Garrett. Yes. She's quite a lovely young lady. She's from Alabama, so All right. shout outs to her. Well, they raise them right in Alabama. All right. So let's All talk right. about um, the deadly magnolia, Brandy. Southern Bell. Have you ever known any Southern Bells in your time, Brandy? I know plenty. Well, can I just say to me, they I, monogram I apologize, you, they have to forgive me. Will you apologize to Southern Bells that you're about to insult here during no. this podcast? No. I, I, no, I'm not going to. I've turned in a new leaf. I have rung me a couple Southern Bells in, my, in the past. so They yeah. monogram everything. Southern Bells do? Yes. And they uh, wear poodle skirts. All right. Well, Patricia Allison. No, they don't wear poodle skirts. <laughs> I, wish, <laughs> I wish poodle skirts come back and bobby socks. Mm-hmm. That's some sexy shit right there. Patricia Allison was a Southern Bell. Uh, Brandy. Uh-huh. Isn't it funny that when you uh, Southern Bell Bell is spelled with two e's, Colonel? Have you ever thought about that? I have not thought about that, Timmy. <laughs> Contemplate that. Well, fucking Bell is spelled with. Well, it's B E L L. It ends with yes, yeah, so you know it's a person, not a thing. Thank you. It's, she was believed to have been a. She was believed. She believed that she was a real life Scarlett O'Hara, Brandy. Well, we've all believed that at one point or another. As a young beauty, we're going to call her Pat for the sake of the show. Pat? Pat knew how uh, how to get what she wanted by just batting her long eyelashes, Brandy. I do it all the time. This apparently including convincing her husband to murder his parents. You maybe, comment on that, Brandy? Maybe he just didn't like the parents. No. <laughs> Born in 1937... As Mary Linda Patricia Van in Wilmington, North Carolina, Colonel, down south. I you're, love my. I you're love a son North of Carolina. the South. That's where I'm going to retire to, Timmy. South, South, yeah. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, give me a little house right by the little cottage right by the beach there. That's a. One it's of you a, listeners want to come join state. the Colonel? Well, wouldn't your wife be joining you? I do not believe she will, Timmy. Hmm. Don't blame her. Not inviting her. So she was born in 37, so she's 80 years old. 
Patricia's 37 would be uh she's still alive 63 plus 17 as far as I know she's still alive I couldn't find anything that she was deceased 80 years old she um, she probably ain't listening to this and if she is she's gonna forget what we said 10 minutes from almost almost like David Cassidy (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if her family's around her right now (laughs) I don't know. It's always a bad sign. I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if they let friends. Charlie Manson's family around him when he was about to go. He was a family man. You know. <laughs> I need my family around me. All right. Brandy. Pat, as she would be known, was adored by her aunts and especially her grandmother, Brandy. Perfect. <laughs> I sense a lack of an engagement on your part so far. Dude, I'm still trying to make it through the apology tour here. Let's <laughs> okay. just, yeah. Now, Pat Brandy was a beautiful child with big green eyes and blondish hair. She was quick and clever and grew into a beautiful teenager, Brandy. Did yep. she grow up? What about adulthood? Get into adulthood yeah, so she had I breasts. can ask about her boobs. She had breasts. Okay. Everybody's got breasts. She was spoiled by her mother and father. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Her father was in the service, so she grew up as an army brat. Your dad was in the service? Yes, he was. Were you an army brat? No. You guys didn't travel a lot, though. Mm-mm. Um, was he in the service when you were born? No. Oh, okay. He was in Nam. He was no. in Vietnam when she was born. Mine no, was he in wasn't Korea. in Vietnam when I was born. He was back when I was born, but, but that he was, served in Vietnam. He served in Vietnam. No. I was at Wright Pat Air Force Base when I was born. So what? Nobody asked you. I'm just saying. And Pat was quick and clever, Brandy, and she grew into a beautiful teenager. She got her looks from her movie star-looking parents, her mother, Marguerite, and her father, Colonel Clifford Radcliffe. So he was a colonel. Was he a real colonel or a bullshit no, colonel? No, he was a real He was like a real colonel, not like okay. you. He was, he was uh, real. I hate when people do that shit. I know. <laughs> some bullshit it, right there. It diminishes your stature. It does. It? <laughs> I mean, it's... During childhood, Brandy, Pat learned how to manipulate people using her beauty and charm. Well, hmm. Her mother admitted that Pat was so pretty when she was a little girl that she just couldn't whip her. She said, I couldn't scold her. She was just too pretty. Oh, no, ain't, ain't never said. been a woman too pretty. I couldn't whip to me. Come here. Come here, girl. Some of them. If she was, like there's a little child now, though. Oh, right. I'm talking now, about grown about, women. Right, right. Yeah. I'm talking about someone who is. But you know age. what? There's something. See, there's something about kids, yeah. Timmy. I, I, my little nephew Jackson, is a damn lunatic. Mm-hmm. But no matter what the kid does, he's so damn cute. You can't do anything to him. Well, that's the way it was with Pat. Mm-hmm. If you look at her picture, though, I don't think you would feel that way now. But you know, she is eighty. She's 80 years old. Depends on how much you had to drink, I suppose. Pat, um, her aunt and her father, remember, he, you know, they failed to discipline her as a child. There was a darker side to Pat. Even though she was charming, there was a darker side to her, Brandy. Uh, if she didn't get her way, she would throw a tantrum, Brandy. Get out of here. No. Hmm, I don't know any job, kids Timmy? that do that. If that didn't work, work she manipulated uh, the situation to get her way. Hmm. Well, kids are sociopaths. I don't know why people don't understand that. They don't. She learned how to charm both men and women, Colonel, especially if they had something that she wanted. Hmm. 
That's how you get things. It's either charm them or... Randy, you'll be interested in this. Pat was obsessed it. with the movie Gone with the Wind. You've seen that, of course, I hope. You haven't seen I have. I have seen, I've seen that. Just, I don't know how dozens, God's earth you haven't seen I have seen Gone with the Wind dozens of times. As God is my witness, I, I shall never I go hungry I thought turkeys could again. fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, she dreamed of living the life of Scarlett O'Hara, Brandy. Which kind of her life kind of sucked during the war, so I don't know if you want to live that. Yeah. But she dreamed of, you know, living in a plantation and all that. But she was getting some from Rep Butler. Right. Yeah. Pat had a younger brother named Kent Brandy, whom she loved to bully and tease without mercy. Everybody loves to bully and tease their younger sibling. Probably like what you did to Casey. No, not like that at all. While her brother Kent was sleeping, Brandy, Pat would um, put a dress on him and makeup on him. And then tried to convince their father that Kent was a sissy. How much? How deep did this kid sleep? <laughs> well, you know, was kid, she roofing his can, ass? Uh, kids can, they, they, you know, they go till they get, till they pass out a lot of the time. So, she was known to pour. And Bob, about this, Brandy, you ever do this? She was known to pour motor oil on his pancakes and tell him it was syrup. What the fuck is well, that? Kid, you stupid. did to Casey. <laughs> you ever do that to Casey? No. This led to at least two emergency room visits. <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> well, I mean, if you ain't got no bad, how much, how many of the fucking pancakes it did seems, you eat? That kind of seems like Darwinism. It does. Like the first bite well, I could see. He was a young little boy. How would he know? It tastes like hell unless motor oil tastes good. What's motor oil taste like, Double? When her parents confronted Pat about her behavior. Don't look at me. She would start crying and claim that no one loved her, Brandy. There you go. This usually resulted in her parents apologizing to Pat and buying her a new dress. Sure. Clearly. <laughs> Which she would then put on her little brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pour him some syrup. Yeah, put some, some, put some, oil. some motor oil in his bottle. Yeah, not like a little WD-40 on your pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Once she locked Kent out of the house all night and he was forced to sleep in the backyard. Did her parents not oh, notice? Big deal. You know how many times when the Mrs. when her Colonel's parents done that would have uh, when her parents would have her babysit for Kent. That that's a good move right there. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, you know, Kent was like, "Oh, please, motherfucker, make this a short movie. I hope it ain't a long one." <laughs> she would often often beat him mercilessly with her father's belt. What the fuck kind of psycho was this? <laughs> she threatened to kill Kent if he told the parents about the abuse. Kent grew up in fear of his stepsister, Brandy. You think? <laughs> As a result of this abuse, they had a close relationship. Kent started to act out emotionally, Brandy. I guess. And his stepsister, Pat, encouraged her parents to have young Kent committed to the mental institution, which they would eventually do. Mm-hmm. So they listened to Pat. Yes. As a result of the abuse... Um, this is sad. As, this, as, as a result of the abuse, Kent would spend most of his life inside of mental health facilities. He would eventually kill himself in his early 20s. Oh, so. now, see, now I feel bad for laughing about well, that. Well, you should. Yeah. But shit, that, Apologize that ain't shit. She should, I, oh. I, Kent, let me put you on here. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that you got beat mercy, without mercy, but you did not grow up with my young, older brother, so... Whatever you went through wasn't what I went through. Now, Brandy, you know something about good grades. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Pat got good grades in school, but it's believed that much of her academic achievements were due to her ability to charm her teachers, Brandy. Mm. Uh-huh. For example, her biology teacher gave her straight A's even though she rarely attended class. Mm-hmm. When she did attend, she made sure to sit in the front row and wear a skirt without panties so that her teacher, Mr. Bankhead, could get a good view of her womanhood, Colonel. <laughs> well, you know, the old beaver shot, Colonel. <laughs> yeah. Her that. nether noddies. Pat would often uh, skip class and hang out with other mean <laughs> girls at school. Didn't he? I'm ever get hit by a bus. <laughs> Once she was caught smoking cigarettes in the girls' room, Brandy, Uh-oh. girls' restroom, but the assistant principal refused to punish her when she started crying and hiding her face in his chest. So she's, me, she's manipulating this, people. Does this sound like the first five chapters of anybody's autobiography that you might have read? <laughs> I have no comment on that. Is Pat a pseudonym for somebody else that we know, Timmy? <laughs> Pat I mean, sitting a, in a sit, did, now when you was in the economics class, Devil. Oh, I knew when, this. No, when, when you shut were back up. there flashing the beaver shots, no, was you in the to. back row or did you go in the front row? Shut up. No, because I, I mean, would it get the professor's attention more if you were alone in that back row and doing your 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 gymnastics, trying to get his attention? Or did you just sit in the front row and plop a leg over your chair? I have grown weary of this conversation. It's details. Tim, can you move Tim, on? Tim, we, yes, have, we I, have listeners in college that are trying to get good grades. You know, like Jason Dykes or whoever that's in school. I think he's a librarian. I don't think he's a... Okay. I, I think he teaches. Don't do this at the library, Jason. It freaks people out. Sorry, Jason, to bring you into this conversation. Brandy is right, and and, and we need to move on from this conversation because people get upset when we talk about her economics. Why do you know why people get upset about this? And this is why. And we have no idea whether it's true or not. We just we just started making. No, it's true. No, we're making it up. She's got a college degree, Timmy. Well, you've been around her for how long? If she didn't sleep away to the top. Yeah, hey, I yeah. got to look where it got me. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, you two right to the top. <clears throat> yeah, you know all those nights you stayed up studying late. I know <laughs> to be here. I could have been partying. I could have been doing anything. Just end up with me and Chuck <laughs> podcasting as <laughs> our life ebbs away. <laughs> Jeez. You know who hates us right now? About everyone. Erica Kelly from Southern Fried Crime. Oh, yeah. She wants that. She wants to support that <laughs> endorsement. Please retract that fucking statement. All right. Uh, so Pat became pregnant, Brandy, in 1952. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. You could get pregnant from now. She was at. She was at. She was at. She was only 15. Oh, that's time, not good. No. Her husband. She yeah, got it was married. Back in the day, though. Mm-hmm. She got married uh, to her husband when she became pregnant. He was 26. He was a young army sergeant, and Pat embarked on a military life. So, well, her husband had a military life, but she, you know, she was used to that because she grew up an army brat, and uh, so she marries this uh, army sergeant named Gil Taylor, and uh, she soon had three children, Susan, Debbie, and Ronnie, uh, but she discovered that she didn't want all the hard work, to do all the hard work that's involved in with being a mother, Brandy. Well, nobody does. And the lifestyle in the military wasn't um, not her dreams. She wanted to have a fine home and raise horses. So she wanted a, basically, you know, the life of Scarlett O'Hara, right? 
So um, she did what she always did. She appealed to her parents for help, and soon enough, Pat was living near her parents, having her mother help out with the children, and Gil was off uh, on his deployments alone. So she moved. Parents bought her a house. She moved in the house, a little farm. She had horses, everything she wanted. Uh, her marriage, however, started falling apart, and uh, her and uh, Gil divorced in 1971. In 1973, Pat met a guy named Tom Allison, a tall, strong, handsome man, Brandy. You've dated a few of those in your time. I married one. She yes. She's looking at one right now. David is a very uh, strong and Give handsome gentleman. Ron Swanson. <laughs> Ron Swanson, yeah. He was a son of a wealthy lawyer Ooh. who was... Uh, who was just as passionately interested in horses as was Pat. He was six years younger than Pat. Although she had an eye on someone else, it looked like Tom could give her everything she ever wanted. God damn, she already moved. She, she married a rich on. lawyer and she's already looking at somebody else? Well, yeah, but it looked was like Was he Tom. a rich lawyer or his father was a his rich lawyer? His father was a rich lawyer, but he, he was a man of means. Okay. Who's a man of leisure? Sounds to me uh, like she unfortunately, got Tom was married at the time. Ah. <laughs> oh, well, that, that and he was in the process of things. an ugly divorce from a woman known as Little Carolyn. Little Carolyn? His mom was Big Carolyn. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> really? And his wife Carolyn. was Little Carolyn. Now, this is important. That gets creepy. Now, wait a minute. His mother was Big Carolyn? Yes. There, there are two Carolyns in, the, in his house. And there's Big Carolyn, which is his mother. Yes. And Little Carolyn, which is his wife. Yeah, who he's going through a divorce with. So when exactly. he's screaming out, oh, Carolyn, oh, Carolyn, oh, Carolyn. He has to specify where this Big Carolyn. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, Little Carolyn. Little Carolyn. Little Carolyn. I'm not sure I would want, I think it's insulting I just to call her Elsie. I'd give somebody a nickname. Oh, why don't you just call BC, her mom? BC, Elsie. <laughs> I, we've got in our family a, a, a Roselle, my aunt Roselle, and then a nef- niece, little Roselle. So we got big Roselle and little Roselle. Yeah, it may be your age, but it, it's it does sound kind of. Insane. I don't like it. Do you call one of them Rosie? I don't like it. Hmm? Do you call one of them Rosie? I one of them I don't speak to. Oh well, so. then it's you don't have that conflict. No, she's a woman who I, I number one she, I've, I've cut out of my life because I just found her her morals and her ethics to be unacceptable. Well, let's he hope found it, her it, morals. This is one to be she doesn't listen to the podcast. Who will not? You know, they say you know things happen to good people. This is a woman. Bad things happen to good people. You mean her bad shit? Things? Enough bad shit couldn't happen to her, and and this is what happened. 75 years old, she's walking and she should never be near a church anyway. Slips on the ice, falls down three steps, lays in the fucking churchyard for six hours before anybody finds her. 75 years old and the bitch don't die. If the bitch don't die after that, you can't kill her. You can't kill her. Okay. She tried to call you, didn't she? (laughs) She did. (laughs) I didn't answer. (laughs) With the voicemail. No, uh, that's a true story. Six hours she laid I believe in the you. cold. Now, it's cold enough to have ice on the steps. She fell down. 75 well, it, years old. It, it How are you going to kill a motherfucker like that? It slowed down like her that? circulation. We, well, I'm sorry to hear about that, Colonel. No, I wasn't sorry. The only thing I was sorry about was they wasn't calling me up, telling me when the arrangements was going that I wasn't going to go to anyway. <laughs> She's surrounded by her family. She, uh, family and friends. All right. So, um, where was I? Okay. So, we have Tom. 
We have his uh, mother, Big Carolyn. We have his soon to be BC and LC, <laughs> soon to be ex-wife, Little Carolyn, and then we've got Pat in the in the picture now. So Tom's going through an ugly divorce with Little Carolyn, and uh, pa- Tom was not the sharpest pencil in the box, Brandy. I can't which, imagine. Which suited Pat's and needs Carolyn's just fine. Box. So Pat was okay with that because she could manipulate him. She convinced Tom that Carolyn was trying to kill him. They were trying to kill them both. And so he, a little Carolyn. So he ended up taking a restraining order out on little Carolyn. Always the Was she trying to kill them? No, no. Pat just made that up. Yeah. Although always the attention seeker. Brandy. Yes. Pat liked to tell uh, Tom bizarre, bizarre stories about her life. She claimed she had been raped several times, although there was no evidence to support this assertion. Now and then, uh, again, she would see a man walking down the street and for no particular reason say to Tom, hey, that man raped me. That's some dangerous shit to get into. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. On several occasions, Tom confronted the men, and at least twice he was arrested for assault defending Pat's honor, and I'll put that in quotes. Well, he was a a man of the South. He was a distinguished man of the South. He wasn't the sharpest pencil in the... No pencil box. After <laughs> he wasn't, the, he wasn't the sharpest hatchet in the back of somebody's skull. Yes. Wow. After each confrontation, Pat would finally relent and admit she had miside- misidentified <laughs> the men as her rapist. Oh, that's not him. However, that's not cool, man. Are these that's dark not cool. chocolate Reese cups? Uh huh. Oh shit, we're living large up in here. You know that's right. However, the biggest problem for Pat was Tom's parents, Walter and Big Caroline. Allison. Okay. Big Caroline. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Uh, they didn't approve of divorce, and they certainly didn't approve of Little Miss Pat. 
They were gravely disappointed in Tom and viewed divorce as not even being an option. So, Big Carolyn does not like divorce. She does not. So, they sided with little Carolyn. Okay. And the relationship between Tom and his family deteriorated. Well, they probably confused bringing a pad into the picture. Well, there were accusations flying between both sides along with some pretty dreadful threats. Hmm. In early 1974, life started to look up for Tom and Pat. Great. They purchased a heavily mortgaged 52-acre farm in Zebulion, Georgia. Nice. That they named Tara after the plantation and Gone with the Wind. All right. So she's living her dream. And they started their dream of raising and showing horses together. Now, sidebar, doesn't she have a kid somewhere? Yeah, she has three. Yeah, but they don't they're not mentioned here. Yeah. All right. So first they're of not, all they're not uh, Mother of the Year. Yeah. All right. Uh in May of nineteen seventy four they were married in a gone with the wind style ceremony. Tom was dressed as Rhett Butler and Pat as Scarlett O'Hara. Ah, uh, now wouldn't you like to have been there, Brandy? I would have loved it. Probably have mint juleps. Do you understand that? Had I had fuck you money, I would have totally had an outdoor garden wedding where everybody had to wear hats and shit. I'd have totally done that. We did actually have an outdoor wedding, outdoor garden wedding. Nobody had to wear hats. We didn't require Okay, that. well then, your thing doesn't relate at all, so shut the I fuck up. I do not wear hats. I know you don't. Caps. You wouldn't have been there. <laughs> I would have wore a baseball cap. Well, you wouldn't have been baseball. there. Why would you think we would come to your fourth wedding? When she marries Lanny from uh, <laughs> when you marry Lanny, at the Justice of the Peace, you're going to be, you're talking shit now, but when you're down at the Justice of the Peace and you need a witness, you you're going to be calling me and You think I would tell one of you fuckers okay. if I got married I, again? I would I would come, Brandy. I would go to your wedding. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm not wearing a fucking hat. Oh, you, well, then you're not coming, I guess. <laughs> I'll bring well, a straw Wait a minute, what's more important? Having me at your wedding or having me wear a hat at your wedding? Wear a hat? Why, why do I have to, can I wear a Reds cap? Because you know what? I got uncles and brothers that'll piss and moan and whine. What the fuck do I need one more for? You wear a goddamn hat. You wear a top hat and you like it. I would even let you wear one of those newsboy Kanga hats. You know what? Backwards. I will. But you're wearing a motherfucking uh, hat. I'll tell you what I'm wearing. That's styling. I'm wearing a top hat and a goddamn monocle. I would wear a straw. Oh, yes. I'm wearing a top hat and a monocle. I would wear a straw hat. Okay. And I will walk you down the aisle at the courthouse. Negative. You will not ever do that. I will okay. give you away. You're I will give, give you away to, to the highest bidder. No. I, it's going to be like eBay up in that courthouse. You think <laughs> Annie or Lanny has acne? <laughs> no. On his back. I, know, he, I like acne scars. He got acne on his. The oh, couple, yeah. He got his face looked like. My brother once <laughs> told me his face. He said this about me. Wait a minute. We're, well, we're, we're, we're insulting more people. So uh, yeah. Give, us, give him a second. I had, I had chicken pox, and, I, and, you know, I got some scars on my face from other stuff. And Is, is that your excuse? <laughs> my brother told me one time, it looked like my face caught on fire, and somebody tried to put it out with a pitchfork. So that's probably what Lanny going to look like. Okay. Yeah. I, I see him with, like, greasy hair, red mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. Comb back. Like, but kind of like. What I'm seeing is a little bit taller version of Squiggy. Yeah, 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 like Lenny, like Lenny. Yeah, kind of like Lenny, Lone Wolf. Yeah, Lone Wolf, and uh, yeah, but only only and one like working half arm. Half of our listening always has yeah. no idea who Lenny and Squiggy are. <laughs> yeah, only one working then arm. Then maybe you should hush and Laverne let me Shirley, talk about Pat and Tom. 
All right, Pat and Tom and Big Carolyn, Little Carolyn. The couple became very active in local society and even visited, uh, and even were visited by then Georgia Governor Jimmy Carter. Okay, so they they had some. They, it so appeared there wasn't, wasn't just peanuts. No, it appeared that things were going to <laughs> work out. Get it to but me. yeah. The feud between Tom and his father over Pat escalated to the point that his father angrily tried to force Tom out of his life. Oh. To get even, Pat filed a complaint of sexual harassment against Tom's father, <laughs> claiming claiming that he had exposed himself to her. <laughs> was it me? <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Tom grew alarmed over this. <laughs> well, yeah. Along with the threats the so wait a minute. So wait a minute. So wait, just back a minute. So Tom's uh, dad filed, or no, uh, Pat, Pat filed a restraining order against Tom's dad, claiming sexual harassment, claiming he whipped his willy out. Okay. Oh, okay. Tom, Is that what it was? Yes. I don't remember right. Okay. Now. And I, here's I, I, the, here's I, the thing about this whole thing, and I know people no are, no about the whole Louis no. C.K. thing. Yeah, yeah. No. That's actually that. a good thing. No. Drop it. Because it's made no. people aware that that is not an appropriate thing to do. Yes. That's perfect. Now shut up yeah, about it. Let's stop right there. I, no, I just think that it's I, he's good. He's not going to shut up about that it. people know that that's and not. And he's going to keep talking. That's not appropriate. Even though this is my time. It's never appropriate. And even though he's the one that's got the time limit like on that. when he needs to leave. No, it is not appropriate. That's yeah. It's not appropriate. So right? we apologize to any of our listeners who have been in a hotel room with Louis C.K. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, point. It's just like, you know, idiot. don't guys have fucking sense? I mean, did it ever? I mean, what may occur to you? But what? I mean, it, I I just don't get what what occurs to guys that it's okay to do shit like that. You know, though, here's the thing, and I and not to joke about it, you don't. We don't know how many times was how many times it worked. Well, that's what I mean. You yeah. know, if, if if people are coming forward, there's probably ten times when people don't. Yeah, yeah. it might have worked sometime. I don't know. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I, not, it's I not something that I've well, ever I, tried. I, I don't. Well, it's, it's the point. Who does that? It's no. Uh, when when really people stu- can say, you know, if they want to go back, and and you know, I'm a firm believer that if your whole life was recorded, you know, nobody would ever hang around with you. But I mean, just dropping to your knees and begging is so much easier. And so much more dignified. I you know I, I mean? just can't imagine. Some, I mean, it's just uh, you know, it's disgusting. Go ahead, Brandy. Can I? Please. But it's wrong. It is it's wrong. wrong. We're not making fun of it or light of it. It's disgusting. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandy. Jeez. All right. So Pat files her complaint against Tom's father-in-law or Tom's father. Tom grew alarmed over this, along with the threats that he'd heard that he had heard that his father was going to kill him. So he took out a restraining order also against Tom Sr. Seems like Christmas would be fucked up at that house. Yeah. Be a little tense because you wouldn't know. Be like shaking the box to well, see if they... Hold think, on. I think calling, calling your mother-in-law Big Carolyn probably mm, doesn't yeah, that's, help. Yeah, that's a start. Hold on. It gets better. His father, on the other hand, believed that his own son was out to kill him. Hmm? Somebody had stolen a pistol and a rifle from his home, and he was convinced that it was his son. Police searched Tom's home and came up empty-handed. The intense fear and anger continued to grow on both sides. <laughs> With no communication taking place, it was the perfect setup for a manipulative psychopath who wanted to get Name everything Brandy. for herself. That would be Pat. You would think. On July 29, 1974, while taking a trip in their car, Walter and his wife, Big Caroline were shot at by someone. They survived the inexplicable attack 
and felt sure that Tom had been behind it. The situation between father and son grew more paranoid until August 3rd. On that day, Tom dropped Pat off at the doctor and then walked over to see his mother when he was sure his father would not be home. Pat had told someone that he had been calling their house all night long and said nothing. <laughs> Is that I, her? Yeah. I just showed a colonel a picture of that. That's Pat? Yeah. You know, every time I hear Pat, now you, can we put that picture up? Because I think of a character from Saturday Night Live. Because she definitely hanging eight right there. Uh, that woman has already grown a penis. And you know what? I, I And I am so deeply, uh, you know what, Timmy? What? That reminds me. God damn it. I, uh... I, I missed something. You have another apology? Well, it's it's broads with penises, Timmy. Okay, you're you're apologizing um, to to the broads out there with penises. Well, first of all, you and might a, not want to call them broads. Do not ever ask me for a Reese cup again. And the curse of time is well, not their fault. She was attracted when Timmy. she was young. Oh yeah, but she didn't turn it. Time was not kind to her. Well, of course, <laughs> a lot of it was in prison. All right, Brandy, but, please continue with the story. I'm sorry, I just missed one. Fucking I missed somebody I? on the thing. So. I bang her. I do her. It's <laughs> <I'm> shocked. <laughs> Pat had told Tom that somebody had been calling their house all night and not saying anything. Okay. She felt sure that it was Walter. So okay. she felt sure it was Tom's dad. So Tom sacked up and decided that it was time to straighten things out. God so right. she's, he, he got a rifle and a pistol that he so stole basically, from his basically. She's in she's in his head. She's, yeah, she's creating all this. So mischief. he heads over. So he's heading over to mom and dad's house when he's pretty sure that dad's not home. Okay. to talk to BC, Big Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he thought his father might try to shoot him off his horse in the parade <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> well, that happens. You know what? That's the only reason I go to parades. So, so there were there was a parade. He was going to be riding one of their show horses, and he was afraid. <laughs> His dad was going to... It's like me. people are watching NASCAR races for the wrecks. <laughs> I only watch the parades to see somebody get shot well, off a horse. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. So, BC's not home. Right, Big Carolyn's not home. <laughs> Thank you. Continue. That, that means she is not on the premises. That's correct. <laughs> you, he's not doing the wrap-up that he used to do. He's fucking interpreting exactly what he's <laughs> fucking saying. Continue, Brandon. BC's not home, but Tom feel, felt that she would be returning shortly. Wow. So to avoid the possibility of running into Walter, he went to the basement to wait for his mother to return. In the meantime, Walter received a call from an anonymous woman claiming that Tom had been seen entering the basement of his parents' house. I got an idea who that was, but... Walter oh, yeah. rushed home and went straight to the basement where he called for Tom to come out and face him. All right, so now there's a confrontation between Dad and uh, Tom. Well, here we go. The electricity was off, so we went into the basement to look around. He found the switch box had been tampered with. He attempted to call the police, but the line had been cut. Mm, mm, cut the line on the phone. He Sound went like a Friday the 13th movie. He went me. to a neighbor's home to use the phone to get the police out there. When they arrived, Walter said he had taken care of the situation himself, so they left. So, as people are wont to do, he returned to the basement and just started shooting randomly. This is uh, his dad. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. 
Uh, BC you want to scare off a burglar, just pop off a couple shots. BC's home by this time. He called up to her that he and Tom, that he had Tom cornered and needed the gun <laughs> and needed the gun he'd just purchased. And give me the gun, honey, so I can sh- kill our son. Yeah. So she grabbed it to bring it to him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When, when the police officers arrived, once again in response to an emergency call, they found Carolyn Allison sitting upright on the basement steps, shot dead. Ugh. Oh, not funny. Through the basement window, they could see Walter lying on the ground. He'd been shot numerous times. Is It It was later determined that there were 20 separate entrance wounds. Holy oh, shit. That's personal. The police immediately suspected Tom. He'd been seen there, and a man matching his description had been seen running from the crime scene. Tom was soon arrested. When Pat told a number of lies to the attorney in an alleged attempt to provide Tom with an alibi, the situation became even more suspicious. Yeah, see, I don't think she has his best interests at heart. (laughs) Tom had his own story, which was a lie, and it didn't match with Pat's story. Tom was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for the murder of his parents. At the time of the murders, he and Pat had been married less than two months, and now Pat had the farm to herself. It wasn't long before she tried to talk Tom into a suicide pact, which he later felt sure was an attempt to get him to die so she would inherit everything. <laughs> you go first, Tom. Honey. You go first. Tom you is first. Tom's a sharp one. Yeah. Uh, Pat began to work on Tom's wealthy grandparents until they finally named her in their will as primary beneficiary. Yeah, poor Tom's an orphan now. When yeah. Walter, well, they you know, cut him a break. When Walter and Carol, with Walter and Caroline gone and their grandson in prison, the elder Allisons, Nona and Nona and Papal, were a prime target for a gold digging murderer. Gold digging whore. Doing her best southern. Now, wouldn't you think if your if your kids were killed by your grandson, would you want you know would you really embrace your granddaughter or your your step? Granddaughter, I don't know, dude. I'm about to peck her hair away from that as it is. So let's just, I just got to take you one can day relate. at a time. Yeah. I'm just one day at a time, man. All right. Doing her best Southern Belle hostess act, Pat moved the elderly couple into her home and insisted that, and insisted that she be her sole care, their sole care, caretaker. You going to be able to do this? In yeah, declining that means that health. she was taking care of them. Solely. That means by herself. I got. <laughs> Thank you, Webster. In declining health and with no other family nearby to help them, the couple was thankful for Pat's wonderful generosity. Yeah, she's an angel. Didn't she, though? Yeah. She's a sweetie. What happens next there, Colonel? <clears throat> Tell us what happens. Well, it gets intrig- really tricky here, Brandy, you got to admit, this, is, this, is, this, this story has you on the edge of your seat. I'm on, uh, on the edge. I think it's really, really interesting here, Timmy. What happens next? Well, Will it finally <laughs> be a first? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting. Even a blind squirrel comes upon an acorn <laughs> now and again. Now, soon, Pat, she had convinced Allison that she and Tom, now, despite his status as a prison inmate, <laughs> well, should as, be the sole heir of their state to the couple. Apparently, couple, so, so he didn't go through with the suicide pact. He did not. But the couple updated their wills in which they disinherited their daughter 
Jean Boggs. Okay, they had another daughter. Tom's so Jean just yes. Right. So Tom's in prison, you know, getting banged in the well, we don't rear know. end. No. We don't. Know Tom that. didn't well, have more another than sister. He was. They but inha- wait, poor they Jean Boggs is minding her own business out here. And they disinherited. They Jean was. Disinherited the, the grandparents' yeah. girl, yeah. So it wasn't Tom's, it was oh, right, right, it's Tom's aunt, it was Walter, yeah, Walter's, yeah. right, it was Walter's sister, yes, yeah. Now, no, Carolyn's, we don't know, or BC, yeah. Nona's moving in with Pat here, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. poor Nona, and her health because of the motor oil pancakes start to deteriorate rapidly. She'd been sickly for some time anyway, huh. <laughs> I like the pancakes, just hold the syrup. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but she'd never been bedridden as she was Until. during her stay at Terra. Mm. Now, Papa was just heartbroken, Timmy. Well, His health, of be. course, was <laughs> deteriorating, too. And his They've wife was in poor health. For like four weeks or something. Yeah, they didn't have Eight no weeks. Cialis back then. Mm-hmm. So in a short time, he'd lost a son and daughter-in-law. You know, they say this, those old people in the nursing homes really bang a lot. Oh, man, that, there's chlamydia spreading like wildfire in there. You ever thought about that, Brandy? It's you and Lanny one day. <laughs> I mean, they got gonorrhea spreading like... I, like Pat's thighs in class. I mean, See, they just, really, really should yeah. not. Old people should not be fucking as much. As no, they should. They, really, they Timmy? Were, I would be very they, careful. <laughs> I'd be very careful spouting off things like that. The one thing you don't like want to walk in is see a saggy, old, white, flat ass <laughs> moving like three inches up and down. <laughs> Your thoughts about that, Brandy? My thoughts are both of you need to be very I've seen careful. Some shit. <laughs> That ain't some shit I want to see. Both of you need to be very careful. Well, and women trade not like I, you know, you give me the green jello, baby. I'll I'll hook you up later on. It, nobody you know is that? whoring out for green jello. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't like in the, the fo- nursing meet the fuckers. I watch that. It's like weekend. cigarettes yeah, in so prison. Funny. Jello in a nursing home is like cigarettes in prison. Yeah, they get that jelly in that jello. <laughs> yeah, jello. Every fucking. once in a while, you get some tapioca up in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jello and Oxycontin. <laughs> Those old women will do some crazy mm-hmm. ass shit for some Jello. Mm-hmm. So for some tapioca, I mean. A tapioca is hard to get. Oh, it ain't easy to come uh, by, Timmy. You got that right. <laughs> so, so and and Especially every on once the in a while, huh? Especially on the inside. <laughs> That's what I mean. Up in the nursing home. Yeah. So anyway, now Papa's heartbroken. His, if I worked he, as an orderly, I'd be smuggling that shit in, man. I'd be selling it. Uh-huh. I'd be selling tapioca. I'd be selling all kind. Of, you know. You know what they don't have in nursing homes because they don't think old people like it is gummy bears. And they ain't got no teeth. They can chew on those still. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell it's yeah. perfect food. It, it really is. It provides all the nutrients you if need. If you knew shit from apple butter, it would be <laughs> fucking amazing. Can you just read the goddamn script? You know, just play your Bob little Ross, weed gathering game. Of Bob there. Ross over there has been painting a picture and you've just shit on it. <laughs> no. I believe that I've, I've, I've brought this no, story to life. No, you believe so, but you would be wrong. No, nope. I sure this is one of our better stories. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Okay, so let me get back to the story here. What was I thinking? Can now, Papa's heartbroken, right? All right. Um, he's in poor health. The old lady's in poor health. Um, and he'd lost a son and a daughter-in-law and his grandson sitting in prison. So now his daughter's angry and not speaking with him, other than to Bray Pat, the one person who seemed to care about something more than his money. 
Yeah, Jean, she, she was she, charming. Jean knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, she was slipping him some tapioca on the side there, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Now, Jean, however, finally broke through, Timmy. Okay. After notifying the authorities of her suspicions, followed by tests which showed Nona and Papa both had arsenic in their systems. Your comments on that, Brandy? As long as there wasn't old lace. And surprise testimony from Pat's daughter Susan claiming she saw her mother put arsenic in the old people's food and drink. Yeah. Pat, finally, Timmy, finally there's justice in this world. She was facing the consequences for her actions, Timmy. Now, in addition to attempted murder, and, you know, I th- see, I think, and, and th- I'm probably going to apologize again, but if you're killing people that is like 80 years old, Timmy, mm-hmm. you should get less time. Don't you believe? Yeah, it should be prorated. <laughs> it should, there, should be a, there should be like a, Your a, thoughts on a that, sliding Brandy? scale. She, should old people's lives be prorated if they're victims? To be prorated. I think your lives should be prorated. Well, I'm getting there. No, I mean, it's like, oh, they they took the rest of Grandpa's life. Yeah, with like three weeks. We really should whatever. apologize for this sexual harassment stuff because that wasn't funny. We should what not, sexual harassment? Well, we talked about it earlier. We should, not make, we should not make light of that. We weren't making light. No. I just was asking, does it ever work? No, but I'm saying we talked Who about it. Who could that. possibly think that's a good thing? No, I know, I know. But Well, we don't have to apologize for talking about something, Timmy. Yes, we do. <laughs> we really should, right, Brandy? <laughs> you know, there's so much here that you need to apologize. Really? For. No, I believe I merely stated that what Louis C.K. did seemed like a foolish and improper thing. Well, and, yeah. And I cannot believe that it actually would ever. That just does not seem like the approach to take. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it, was, it just seems like a poor approach. Creepy. You know yes. what his approach should be is to read the fucking script. Continue, Colonel. That should be his approach. You seem a little, little She's agitated. Edgy. She is. She's edgy. Yeah, for somebody who relaxes by playing a game. You know, on we never had this problem, Brandy, when we were doing the podcast by ourselves. No, we didn't. You didn't. Mm-mm. Hmm. I don't think I had apologized once during that last podcast. <laughs> That's because nobody listened to the goddamn thing. That's why. So That's anyway, probably true too. So anyway, now Pat is fi- there's finally a day of reckoning for Pat here, Timmy. All right. Finally. All right. Now, Jean, she's she's got all these, you know, CSI people over there. Yeah, Jean, she pulling knows blood what's going out of her old people. But in addition to murder, Timmy, she was charged with arson for burning down the family bomb for insurance purposes. Oh, that Pat, boy. She's, so, a, she's always into something, Brandy. She is. So she was charged with attempted murder, arson, mm-hmm. and insurance fraud, Timmy. Okay. In 1977, Pat was sent to prison for eight years. Eight years, Brandy. She was sent to Hard Dick Correctional Institute in Midgetville, Georgia. Huh. No, hold on. Let me go back. She was sent to Hardwick Correctional Institute in Milledgeville, Georgia. Okay, that's different. That's different. Sometimes my my reading, I, I see what I want. But anyway, Pat was released from prison in 1982. And immediately started scheming again, Timmy. Oh, our Pat's a schemer, Brandy. She changed her name to Pat Taylor. Pat Taylor, Brandy. She joined up with her daughter, Debbie, a registered nurse, Uh and pretended to be a registered nurse herself. Pretended to be a nurse, Brandy. Among the clients was the Christ family, Timmy. Uh, Jesus? Um, I don't know. Jesus and Mrs. Christ. Christ It's probably Christ. (laughs) 
the Christs were a wealthy couple from Atlanta. Jesus. And Mr. and Mrs. James Christ. Christ. Uh, James. Christ. It's Christ. It's it, not Christ. It's C R I S T. Christ. No, there's no H. It's Christ. You fucking tool. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, well, See, I like I have Christ. offended people on your behalf because you could not pronounce the word correctly. Okay, so anyway, Christ has got Pat as a private nurse here without checking her qualifications. But really, if you're going to be James Christ <laughs> and you you hire a nurse, does she really need to be qualified? <laughs> How much training does Christ nurse need to have? You know what I mean? I mean, the guy's whipping out. He's whooping, he takes one loaf of bread, feeds 5,000 people. I believe he can help get his nurse to cure a common cold. Uh, your comments on that, Brady. <laughs> I'm backing away from this shit. Just saying. I don't uh, believe that if he came down here today, Christ would need Obamacare. That's all I'm saying. This you. is probably our last podcast ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, anyway, it's the, okay. Apparently, I was wrong here. It's the Christ family, Timmy. Oh, apparently, you so were wrong. They would. So our apologies to Jesus. <laughs> apologize, sweet Jesus. Um. So yeah, it was now. Now it becomes important that they did check her qualifications, Timmy. Yeah. yeah because yeah. They, the Christ. If you're not the, uh, <laughs> the savior, the Christ were not the Messiah. Yeah. So it was really. Important to have somebody with yeah. qualifications. <laughs> yeah, it was not. Yeah, turn to daddy. <laughs> there was children of God, but there was not the son of God. Correct. So, uh, um, I, I, I'm not making light of our Christians, really? Christian friends here. Yeah, I am a Christian myself. So, <laughs> and a good one at that, <laughs> and a good Christian. <laughs> Poor motherfuckers. <laughs> this will be our last year. This is like getting Donald Harvey. <laughs> as soon as they hired this bitch, they're both getting sick. That and pancake, Mr. Motor on that pancake, Brandon. I mean, literally, <laughs> the bitch signed her I nine to me. <laughs> and James Christ is all. Let up me throw you out with some lunch. <laughs> So James Christ is up in the hospital. Would you like some pancakes? He dies. Oh. And it didn't take long to, for police to determine that Pat, his caretaker, was not a real nurse. It is not known whether James Christ was murdered. This is important, listeners. Okay, yes, yeah, she was not convicted of murder. We are neither confirming nor denying that Pat was the murderer of Mr. Christ. It was just a suspicious coincidence. So... In murder any event, the local prosecutor threatened to file murder charges against Pat. At the same time, prosecutors decided to revisit Pat's role in the earlier murders of Walter and Big Caroline. Dun, so, dun, so do you get dun. a sense they believe that she was orchestrating that whole first murder of uh, Tom's parents, Brandy? Yes. Thank you. Do you even know what he's talking about? She didn't listen no. to any of the show. So anyway. No, unfortunately, I'm hearing all of it. Tom had served 15 and a half years, and he's out on parole. Investigators in the Chris case arranged to see him to find out what had happened the day he had shot his parents. It was their belief that Pat had not only choreographed, now devil, that means uh, made plans, made the plans, laid the foundation, did all the work. Yeah, she knows that. 
She knows that word. Choreographed? Yeah. Oh, well, but she knows, I guess, from when she was a stripper. Yeah. She would know choreographed. I'm sorry. My bad, devil. Would you ever been a stripper, Brandy? Uh, if I had the body for it. No, no, I mean, you don't look down on strippers, do you? No, not today. Okay. I don't look down on them. I look up at them, usually, from where I'm sitting, because they, they're fine. They're about four foot above us. Yes. Well, sometimes a little bit, because they use those big heels, mm. glass heels. You, you ever wear those glass heels, Colonel? Every once in a while, I put a goldfish in mine. All right. But anyway, now Tom had served 15 and a half years and gotten out on parole. Okay. Investigators arranged to see him to find out what happened the day he shot his parents. They think Pax has choreographed anything. And they also believe that she fully expected Tom to die. <clears throat> yeah, because she made that suicide pact with Yeah. Him. Now, the investigators believe the Pat had hired someone to ambush Walter and Caroline and cut their phone lines, but they could not prove anything. As Pat said, eh, you got nothing on me, coppers. Eh. Don't, look, don't look at me. Tom's story might just solve this riddle, Timmy. Hmm. It's a yeah. riddle, Brandy. It's I a, hate riddles. It's an enigma. It's an enigma, Timmy. Mm-hmm. As they spoke with him, a new piece of information had come out, Timmy. Dun, dun, dun. What's that? Uh, After from? shooting his parents in self-defense, afraid they meant to trap and kill him. That's That's some family dysfunction right now. <laughs> When you, yeah. when I mean, it really. When you think you're going it, over, you're, really, your daughter-in-law should not have that much influence over your life. Well, and when it's you a, you're a, going into your parents' house and you wonder if they're going to trap and kill you, yeah, that, that's, uh, what that's I mean, <clears throat> she got she got both of them paranoid, thinking the other one's going to kill them, and then she said it. And her, I guess, a win-win for her would have been if they all got killed, right? Yeah, <laughs> they'd had a gun. That's what and, she was planning. So, well, we don't know that because she was never convicted of that. Yeah. Right? Well, he, according to Tom, mm, according to Tom, um, after he ran to Pat, he ran to find he he had run to find Pat, and she told him to find his own way home, sixty miles away. Damn. Yeah, now that's Think, some. You ever do that, Brandy? No. But then you know, in fairness, he did just kill his parents, so there had to be some consequence for that, Timmy. Sure. Can't so, just let that shit. And slide. Tom did so. Did <laughs> but so. But they were older, without question. Now, both of them denied seeing each other on that morning, even as he protected Pat. What if you kill someone who's terminally ill? Should you be, should you serve the same amount of time if you kill someone who's been completely healthy? Colonel? Nope. No. Brandy? Yeah. All right. Continue, Colonel. All right. So. We, we, t- we address the tough issues on this program. We do. Now, here's Tom's, here's Tom's take on the whole thing. All right. Um, let's see. Pat was a goddamn liar, he told investigators. There we go. She was a headstrong bitch, manipulator, and who would do anything to get what she wanted, and you do not know she was doing it. Oh. That's what he said. Ah. What do you think about that, Brandy? Um, I think he's correct. So anyway, Deadly Magnolia. He had given her everything, his money, his power of attorney, his income, his heart. He had literally snipped his balls off and put them in a mason jar and handed them over to I the woman. I don't think literally, maybe figuratively. Okay, figuratively, but anyway, the tragedy of his life would never have happened, he believed, if he hadn't married this wretched woman. All right. Much like Dave's thinking right now. The tragedies in my life would never have happened 
had I chosen better. No, I, did Dave and Brandy make a lovely couple? Um, half of them do. Dave's a lovely man. So anyway, once again, Timmy, past facing prison time. All right. But in a shrewd and controversial plea bargain, she agreed to seven charges, including theft, attempted murder, and posing as a registered nurse if she would never be charged with the murder of Christ. So she or, cut a deal. Yes, yeah, she did not want to be charged with the murder of Christ or investigated further for the murder of Tom's parents. All right. Now, we all know that it was Pontius Pilate who murdered Christ, yeah, so she had a defense. Yeah, let's you know continue, what I mean? Colonel. We've already went down that road. <laughs> yeah, her, 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 her lawyers were already planning the Pontius Pilate defense. I Timmy. see. Um, but anyway, Pat was sentenced to eight more years in prison. She was just regular by this time. Now, Patricia Taylor Allenson, the deadly, the deadly magnolia, was released from prison in 1999. Okay, that's one year before the turn of the mm-hmm. century. Two thousand zero zero. Well, anyway. She partied But like Pat Allenson was not through with her life of crime. The bitch is old, but she's still scamming to me. Brandy, what do you think about that? She's been in prison twice? She's 70 years old? Rock on, sister. Now, after leaving prison, Pat opened a store called Pat's Pretty Playthings, Timmy. What do you think about that, Brandy? <laughs> and on February Pat's 18th... com. <laughs> is, it, is it spelled purdy? I think it's purdy. I think she set it up as a nonprofit. It's a dot org, Timmy. I think it so, was like dog's clothing or something for pets. Well, she was arrested in or February horses, of two thousand eight and charged with doctor Clothes shopping. For horses. <laughs> yeah. This is important. Pay up pay attention, right. devil. She was charged for doctor shopping and had thousands of pain pills over the previous year. She is patient zero in our Oxycontin breakouts. To me. I think she had something like 3,700 <clears throat> pills. Yeah. It's believed she may have like received over... Her. Well, if you would let me get to my next sentence, it's believed she may have received over 3,700 pills in one year. Her bomb was set at $22,500 American for three felony counts of unauthorized distribution, Timmy. Hmm. Once again, Pat entered a plea arrangement. And due to her advanced age, was sentenced to probation, even okay. though she was a career criminal. See, that's what's wrong with our society today, Timmy, is we got these old people that are career criminals just walking about. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Milling about. Milling about. Yeah. Now, Pat was never, was never convicted of any of the deaths she had been associated with. Tom used his experience in prison to create a license plate factory. No, and, that's uh, not true. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. He created a men's post-release program called Set Free Aftercare. Each year he provides a multitude of... See, he made some good out of this, Timmy. Yes, he, he, Each year he provides a multitude of services, including housing for men recently released from prison. His mission is to provide a smooth transition from prison to society and living in hopes that fewer inmates will return to crime and... Uh, Ultimately, prison. Unfortunately, one of the people to check into his place was Pat. (laughs) And people in the household started dying. That's not true. So he had to shut it down because Pat was killing all his patients. doing something positive with his life despite killing his parents. Unlike unlike you. (laughs) So what about, isn't it? um, 
Yeah, Pat's still. As far as we know, she's still alive. Yeah, we and do Pat, not. We would love for your feedback, Pat. Pat, um, I do not. I'd love think. to have you on the show. <laughs> we would like to. Let's don't Skype feel like you need me. to bring anything. Don't, don't bring any sandwiches <laughs> no. or anything. Can we just Skype, Pat? Uh, Brandy, your final thoughts on the deadly Pat, the deadly Magnolia. She's a dick. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on the deadly Magnolia. Um, she was a persistent little woman. And, you know, she does look like Pat. You know that Saturday Night yeah, Live, Pat? You Pat. couldn't tell if it was a man. Look at her prison photo. But let's keep in mind, she has 3,700 Oxycontin. <laughs> well, she has. She yeah. needs to be my new best friend. <laughs> you're, over, you're willing to overlook her flaws. I will overlook a lot. <laughs> um, Brandy, uh, we would like to thank our supporters on Patreon. Uh, who so generously each month support the program. Uh, we could not be here without you, so thank you very much. We really appreciate it. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweeds where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee little bit to me. Brandy, you want to give a shout-out to and, all of our wonderful Patreon supporters? And, and you know, just it's a, just a, like a dollar a month. Yes, anything. For a dollar a month, you can say, I support the colonel. I'm showing my support to the colonel. Yes, or not. Continue, Brandy. <laughs> Give that shout-outs to all of our wonderful supporters. Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, James Seabright, Aaron Fowler, Shelly Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, uh, Maria, I think that's Maria uh, Boris, Marsha, Marsha Boris. Is that what The that prosecutor, says? yeah. Sorry, Marsha. <clears throat> Timmy's handwriting. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Stacy Alsop, Jody Wells, Daniel Sweet, Amber Sweet, Amber Anderson, uh, the cast of They Walk Among Us. Our good friend Ben, ben and, and Rosanna. Rosanna. Laura Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Widner, Kelly Jones, Joseph Kern, Lauren Meredith. Jessica Greeno, um, Mike Brown from the Pleasing Terrors podcast. Great podcast. Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Now American History podcast. With our good friend Joe Hopkins. Yes. Rebecca Oshinger, Cheryl, Catherine, Cock Garage Richardson, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Nene, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Huer. Uh, let's see, Cheryl Weldon, Rudy the Wonder Dog, Mistress Vader, Ron, Donna Curran, why, do I, why am I thinking I said that already? Anyway, John, Sue Story, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, History Goes Bump Podcast. Our good friend, Diane, Diane Student. student. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise. Amber Scoville, Jahara. Uh, let's see. Jesus. English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? I'm like Samuel Jackson on poker. I would love for, English, motherfucker. I would Do love you for you to it? try and read this. I know Timmy's handwriting there. <laughs> it's like, it's like trying Makia to decipher. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff and Don Chestnut, who have a couple of podcasts. Yes. Uh, Back Roads to History. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Happ. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Irvin, 
Jennifer Seaman, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, The Vanished Podcast, uh, Zachary Deloche. Marissa. Yeah, Marissa Jones. Marissa with that beautiful little little boy she got. She just mm-hmm. She's from The Vanished. I'm The Vanished Podcast. Yeah, you guys were about a little slow. behind. You're a little yeah. slow, yeah. Canadian True Crime. Christy. Charlie and Allie from Insight. Tracy Smith and Jess with Kiwi Crimes. Awesome. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, all. thank you all for supporting us. And thank everyone else for listening. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And um, Brandy will cook if you don't have anyone to cook. <laughs> if past cooking don't do you, Brandy's will. Brandy, are you cooking for Thanksgiving? I'm in charge of potatoes. Well, that's a lot of responsibility. Do you need it help? Is. I do not. Are you just putting a potato in a microwave and turning it on? No. Colonel, you have a, a family gathering? Uh, my family will be at my house for Thanksgiving. Uh, the boys will be home, and that's what we will do. They will they will torment me and aggravate me. It will probably, like, probably be like Tom. They'll probably lure me over there to shoot me and kill me, Timmy. All right. Brandy? Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> well, we hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and join us next time on History to Ease. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.